Our next movie is Friday the 13th, the final chapter, an immoral and reprehensible piece of trash that sold more tickets on its opening weekend than any other movie so far in 1984. And that is a very, very depressing commentary. It really makes me sad to think of all those moviegoers spending four and a half, five bucks, most of them teenage kids, sitting there watching this sad, cynical, depressing movie. Now, needless to say, Paramount Studios, the distributor of this film, didn't authorize any clips of the film for use on television. They like to make the money, but maybe they're a little bit ashamed of the movie. They like to hide it from critics like ourselves. But here are some scenes from the coming attractions trailer showing that the fourth Friday the 13th movie is just a cynical retread of the first three. Three times before, you have felt the terror, known the madness, lived the horror. But this is the one you've been screaming for. Friday, the 13th, the final chapter. Jason is back. He moves like a shadow, dark and silent. Sorry, you changed your mind? He never utters a word. He doesn't even seem to breathe. Where the hell's the car screw? He simply, mindlessly, <laughs> mercilessly, <laughs> kills. But now, Jason's reign of terror is over. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Friday, April 13th, is Jason's unlucky day. What's up, everybody? I'm Nolan. Stacy Lover. Melanie Daniels. And you're listening to Cinema Parlor. This week's episode, we have a special Friday the 13th episode for y'all. As we do. As we do. New Year, same cinema parlor. <laughs> We're here. All right, so first things first. For today's show, Melanie, what are we drinking and why? Okay, so this is called, and this isn't a cocktail I came up with. This is called The Lion's Tale, and the reason why we're drinking it, the band in the film that Crispin Glover does his iconic yes, dance to. absolutely. So the band is called Lion. The song is Love is a Lie. Mm-hmm. Hence The Great Lion's track. Tale. Okay, so it is two ounces bourbon, half an ounce fresh lime juice, half an ounce allspice dram, a dash of bitters, and I did two teaspoons per drink of simple syrup that I homemade. You can buy simple syrup, but I recommend making it. Just put sugar, hot water mm. together, mix it. Sure. Easy peasy. Uh, and then I do have a version, a virgin version of this in case anybody is interested. So a spirit-free lion's tail, you would take two ounces of Seedlip 94, which is a spiritless spirit. Mm-hmm. That makes any sure. sense. There's no alcohol. One ounce allspice infused maple syrup, one ounce fresh lemon juice, and half an ounce of aquafaba, which I did not know what that was. I had to look it up. I'm sure vegans know. It's chickpea water. Okay. It's it's really popular in baking. So you shake that all together, and it's supposed to taste pretty comparable to this. So right. for anyone that's alcohol-free, you can still partake. Lion, also probably more well-known for doing the theme song for Transformers the movie, the cartoon from the 80s. Which is, yeah, oh, it's man. good. Well, you know what movie's undeniably kick-ass? What? Friday the 13th. The final chapter, 
And you might be asking yourselves, wait, Cinema Parlor, didn't you already cover this? Technically, we did do it as part of a double feature, but here's the thing. We only have a fine number of these films, and we're going to cover each one of them individually, and we're probably going to get to a point where we actually cover them over again. Sure. So that's just where we are. Well, also, I think the show was different then. You were not on the show. I was on the episode, though. Were you? Yeah. Pretty certain I was. That was... I should have looked up which number it is, but it's Jason's Terrible No Bad Mm -hmm. Weekend. Something like that. You know, we're going to give this film the respect it deserves a whole episode. Well, because it's like... It's... Two of our favorite... Yeah. ...of the Fridays. Sure. It's up there for me. Mm -hmm. So, Friday the 13th, the final chapter... 1984, directed by Joseph Zito. That weird perv. I love Joey Zito, but and, what a weird dude. You know, if, if uh, memory serves, this is our second Joseph Zito film. Well, third if you count this one again. Yeah, true. Because yeah, we did do Invasion USA. Mm-hmm. Personally, I have also seen Missing in Action, which I do not recommend. And uh, I think we've all seen The Prowler as well. Missing in Action is is not good but i kind of recommend watching it watch yeah, it for yourself i mean yeah sure I, I would say that it's it's not a great movie but it's a fascinating series there were three of them made i think joe only did the first one that's but. correct joe zito a man who makes good slasher and makes very poor chuck norris films sure very, mm-hmm. i don't know if chuck norris makes great chuck norris films to be fair <laughs> yeah might, might it be, be said that thing. chuck norris is only in a couple good films he's not very good i I don't we covered this. That's not a spicy take, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stacy or Melanie, is there anything you would like to say about this movie before we get into it? Uh, any any facts you have? Any thoughts? Well, so Frank Miyakuso Jr., who is kind of the producer brainchild behind the series after being a... Uh, I, I believe he was an assistant producer on three and a like a production like an assistant on two yeah he's slowly his like power over the series was a slow build despite this film series making a ton of money because they're very cheap to produce uh this one was had a reported budget of 2.6 million dollars hmm. and made 33 million oh man so it was making a ton of money for paramount it banked it but they're wanting to in the series because you know slasher films were starting to fade away at this point in popularity which is funny because this is the year that reignites the slasher films because nightmare on elm street mm-hmm. will come out later in 1984 sure and that will kind of rejuvenate uh, the horror genre but they were going to let jason die kill off the series and frank wanted to move on to different projects mm-hmm. get some respect sure so this was to be the end of jason they brought back tom savini hence the final chapter correct you can always bring the icon back like mm-hmm. he's never truly dead right you know t- to be fair to freddie he did technically stay Stay dead. How? I mean, we don't count Freddy vs. Jason. That movie's kind of trash. <laughs> I like it. It's fun. I ha- We'll cover it for one of these. I like it. <laughs> Look, Is it great? No, but do I have fun? Absolutely. Yeah, I it's do. not great, but I-, I prefer it over the last couple Jason movies. I like the remake. I'm re- I'm excited for when we cover that, because I-, I have a lot of nice, nice things to say that I... Yeah, I think the remake's reason, pretty good. I didn't realize that people weren't too fond of that one. Because are you just like... I think I every- watched it... I'm sorry. I, I think everybody shits on those Platinum Dune films yep. from the 2000s. Uh, the Jason remake, I've only seen once. 
And I just don't remember it very well. I watched it in theaters when it came out. I think there's so many funny lines in that one that I think about all the time. Like, stupendous tits. I like it. The main thing I remember about that movie is it isn't, like, the beginning, just kind of a quick rehash. That first 20 minutes is probably the highlight, which is kind of a... Not the best thing about that film, but I do like the whole thing. I have a lot of fun with it. I... Funny enough, I think it takes a lot of inspiration from this film, specifically mm-hmm. uh, the, oh, what's his name? Jared Padalecki character in the remake sure. is looking for his sister, who is one of the ones that we think is uh, has been killed in the first 20 minutes okay. of that remake. So he comes in and then meets a new group of kids that have come up to sure. hang out and vacation at the lake. And in this, it's very similar. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if you guys remember, and I know we covered this in the previous episode on this one. So Rob Dreyer, the hitchhiker, which we'll get Mm -hmm. into, his sister is, I think, Susan. Yeah, yeah, Sandra's here. Hi, Ted. She's the one in part two who she's having sex and the guy's on top of her and they get the spear through them. Yes. Like they're shish Mm -hmm. kebab together. So that's his sister. That's the character. And so that's why he is like, somewhat aware of the jason character yes that's yeah. why he has mm-hmm. and so he's looking for his sister that he is yeah. he's looking to adventure I suppose. sure yeah because yeah. he knows she's dead he knows she's dead in the <clears throat> remake he doesn't know he's just looking for his sister okay yeah uh stacy did you have uh something to say about mr tom savini yeah he helped uh do the effects for the first one he did the design for uh, Jason as a child, which created the whole mongoloid hmm. Jason thing where he loses his mask in each of these films and sure. is disfigured. So he gets another pass at that going off of his original design and he gets to kill him and he gets to do some pretty gnarly kills. Uh, hmm. I think this is also his second team up with Zito because they he did the effects for the Prowler. Yes, mm-hmm. And I would say that they are a lovely pair. This and the Prowler have some excellent slasher gore effects. This is my personal favorite, Jason. I also think effects-wise and gore-wise, it's my favorite as well. So, yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, and I will say, Fredini. Yeah, he does the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of water effects and yeah it's really it kind of sounds like you're in a cave for a lot of it but i really love the soundtrack I, of course i love the soundtrack for three as well sure so when i i actually um i've watched this movie twice in the last like four or five months um there was a night in october I'd, i recently got a projector in a screen and we we did like an outdoor viewing a few times this fall and this is one of the movies we chose to watch uh, our friend Chris uh, said to me, he's like, this is a really wet movie. And I was like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) Bubbly and drippy. Yep. Nice atmospheric sound. For sure. And this is, Ted White is Jason in this one. Yes. So this is your favorite Jason Nolan. Yes. Is this your favorite? Uh, It is my favorite Jason performance. Uh, As far as movies go, I think I prefer two just because I think that movie is such a a tight slasher flick. Mm-hmm. I think that everything in two works, but this is kind of neck and neck with two. I can understand people saying final chapter as their favorite. Totally get that. In some aspects, I think it's a better movie than two. It's a lot, it's cleaner. It's a slicker film. I think the kids in two are a slight edge above these kids. Yeah. The, the thing in this one is like kids that were around the most are great. Teddy and, Teddy and, and, and Jimbo. Yeah. But the others are just there. I mean, yeah. that's, but those two bring me so much laughter and pleasure. I feel like you don't really get another 
in the Friday films, there's not another, and I'm not saying set of kids. It is just the two of them. It's that mm-hmm. that duo. I don't know that you get anyone that's as likable and has as many iconic moments. I know you guys don't like the movie, but I like Five. Reggie, he's, he's a good kid. Oh, I don't dislike sure. Five. I like Five. Maybe we'll do Five in October. Of any of the films that we quote, it's this, and oddly enough, probably one. Yeah, just because Ralph. I mean. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that for sure. Uh, is there anything else? you guys would like to say before we get into the film mm-hmm. all honesty i still have my tree up it's january i'll work on it that's all right i, I got a birthday coming up we needed it for me you talking about the glitter in his beard yeah, okay so there's like one little i just want to <laughs> let people know that you look so angelic right now <laughs> again my tree has a fuck ton of glitter on it so it's inevitable that you were walking past it of course you're gonna you have glitter also on... i held gabby who loves the tree as well he loves so yeah my dog will do drive-bys to where he gets a nice glitter dust on his tush so he just glistens all through december and january but right now in your beard and on the side of your like mustache you have glitter and you look like an angel just man you're a christmas angel it's the the prettiest i've ever been and ever will be <laughs> sorry it's just with the light too because i have these lights that kind of look like candles or flames yeah. going and every time you turn and it twinkles so i just i love it yeah this I just is great to let you know what was happening. thank you on your body i wish i could see but you know it looks good just know that it's thank nice. you I'll, I'll accept it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for the to get into it. Let's do this. Uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, 1984, directed by Joseph Zito. Jason's back, and this is the one you've been screaming for, all in caps. After the Crystal Lake massacres, Jason is pronounced dead and taken to the hospital morgue where he is mysteriously revived, allowing his diabolical killing spree to continue at the camp where the gruesome slaughtering began. But this time, in addition to terrified teenagers, he meets a young boy named Tommy who has a special talent for horror masks and makeup, leading up to a horrifying, bloody battle. Has Jason finally met his match? I guess we'll find out. Starring Kimberly Beck as Trish, Corey Feldman as Tommy, Joan Freeman as Mrs. Jarvis, Eric Anderson as Rob, Peter Barton as Doug, Judy Aronson as Samantha, Crispin Glover as Jimmy, Barbara Howard as Sarah, Clyde Hayes as Paul, Lawrence Monison as Ted, Camilla Moore as Tina, Carrie Moore as Terry, and as who did uh, you say Jason was? Ted White. But we'll stop there. I it's think. a big cast. We're good. Yeah. So, uh, Doug, Peter Barton, so he's the one that you said is the handsome boy. So he is from the TV show, The Powers of Matthew Starr, also with Amy Steele. Pretty certain we talked about this last time. If you look up pictures of that show, it looks incredible. Here on Earth, the prince is known as Matthew Starr. He's a typical American teenager. He has friends people who love him and me his guardian i'm the only one who knows how special he is all right it's wild and trippy so yeah if you love amy still you love him look it up so he was also in hell night and Mm. that was such a bad experience for him he didn't want to do this film but since amy still did too she talked him into it that it was a good idea do have you guys seen hell night I have not. It's one I would like. No, is that one that Linda Blair's in? Yes. 
No, I know of it. But I, I haven't think it seen was it yet. recently released on Blu-ray. I'd like to check it out. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think it's it's one that's been on Amazon. It might have even been on Netflix for a while. It's, like it's a very easily yes. streamable thing. I think it's also on. I think Arrow put it out, so it's on their streaming service yeah, yeah. as well. It's it, definitely available out there. It's fine. <clears throat> like it's. I think it's perfect. Perfectly okay. fine. I didn't realize he had such a bad time on it. Man, rough go. Yeah. Okay. As always with with kind of these movies, I'm just gonna. I wrote down basically just things that I enjoy. So if you guys want to talk about in particular, just go in. I do have a quick question because it's something you're getting yes. ready to set up. The first scene is obviously... We got we got camp stories going on. Yeah. Well, there's that. And then we get to the thicket of it where they're cleaning up. They're aftermath. kind of... Yes. Mm-hmm. Where does this... And I don't even know if you have the recall to where you can sure. think of it. For films where we cut back into a previous sequel uh-huh. pretty seamlessly, right? where does this rank for you? Because I feel like this one, for me, it's it's one of my favorites. I think it's so well done. Yeah, it does a good job of rehashing those first three movies, but it does so quickly and also like showing you a lot of the kills you want to see, the characters you want to see. Mm-hmm. I think it does a really good job. I'd say it's up there for one of the better ones. Um, obviously, it's no... Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, but what is? What could be? Ugh. <laughs> all, what I like about the Friday the 13th series is all the entries kind of do this. I think that this one is one of the better ones with the recap because the campfire story in part two is so cool. And it's a really good way to frame everything that happened. Yeah. And like with that, and you just have, by this point, you have more footage of really good entries yeah to to, to build upon yeah i also like the style of uh the recap like king kong lives that movie's terrible <laughs> yeah. but i love that it just starts with like the last 10 minutes of the 70s kong that Which part, you just watch the whole thing part two kind of does that too where it's like we're gonna mm. just show you the end of friday the 13th <laughs> chapter or part one uh, yeah sure nolan did you talk about ted white on your letterbox i know we mentioned him as Jason, but if we talked about like him as a performer, no, we, no, have, we not. have not. Uh, just since we were talking about actors, you think we should for a little bit? Go for Go it. Go for it. Yeah. Um, so Ted White uh, got his start being a stuntman. He doubled for the Gill Man in Revenge of the Creature, an all-time great monster movie, yes. as the sequel to Creature from the Black Lagoon. You know what? I've never seen that one. It's oh, really it's good. I've only seen the it, first one. The third one's not as good, but the second one is, it's a solid entry. I love them all because sure. they're very nostalgic for me, but the Revenge is a great sequel. Okay. He's also got um, uncredited stuntman work for Planet of the Apes and uh, Escape from New York. And a favorite of Cinema Parlor, Major League. What does he do in that one? In Major League? Yeah. Just a stunt, stunt double. Just stunt. Yeah. Okay. So it's, I mean, you have to think big, blocky body. It's got to sure. be, yeah. Okay. He, he's probably one of the guys that plays uh, Behringer when he mm. gets plowed over. I would imagine That's so. That's probably a good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ted White, uh, also, all of the kids that work on this film, he's much older than them. So he was kind of looking out to make sure we were being treated properly and okay. weren't being sent into hypothermia. I think he is the best actor to play Jason. He's got a very good presence. Uh, his body type and his, his movements are, I think, I do Excellent. love Richard Broker from part three, but mm-hmm. I agree. There's something about whenever he pops through the window and the doors in this film, it looks so good. And, and I think something that shows in his performance in this film is because our original time covering this, it was Jason's bad weekend Mm -hmm. because 
three, he goes through the shitter. Yeah. And I it's love... It's like his most ghost face entry where he gets he gets uh, put through it. Sure. I love that he's just so angry at this. And I feel like if you got a lesser uh, stuntman to do this, this role, maybe like a Kane Hodder or something, you don't get... <laughs> The, uh, that anger, uh, doesn't come through. This is not... Did half of our listeners just get mad at us? No, I know. And here's the thing. Just me. You guys like some of those hotter films. I do. I like <laughs> some of them, but hotter, I... And I get that people that love what he does with Jason really love it, and that's totally fine. It's cool. But for me, conveying anger by just... Mm-hmm. pumping your chest up and your shoulders sure i feel like ted white does much more nuanced things that show like i'm a pissed off dude that's gonna rip your i'm gonna kill you mm-hmm. i don't need to huff and puff my chest right. mm-hmm. i'm just gonna kill you yeah he does and, and it probably doesn't hurt that like joe zito and tom savini are fans of doing gnarly kills so well, i i'm yeah. sure that helps with the physicality of the role yeah, yeah for sure and setting him up to like be the best he could be too so mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you brought him up. Hijacked He is really good. I enjoyed that. I wasn't even listening. uh, What what were you saying? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't even know. One last thing I'll say uh, from the beginning of this movie as we were talking about like kind of the the first three films being rehashed. I said this while we were watching, but the most disappointing aspect of this movie for me is that I get to see Ralph for a second and then obviously he's, he's gone just because they killed him off too early in the series for my liking. Which you also brought up a great point is... That's one of the great flaws of the uh-huh. series. Is yeah. Why would you not keep Ralph and just let him keep coming back for sure. the children? He's he's great. He should have just mm-hmm. kept, even if you recast him. I know just if sure. you have that energy every yeah. time because we do get that in three a little bit. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But it's just not as good. Yeah. It's not the same. I agree. I'm happy he died in two. <laughs> I like Ralph, but I think thematically it makes sense because you because in one they ignore this doomsayer for the entire film. And in two... He knew. He, it's he like know? he knows. What do you know, Nolan? It's a death curse. So in two, he doesn't really get a chance to be a presence in the movie to warn the kids. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think it. I think two is just a really sharp film. But I, I do agree that it is missing the presence of an elderly... Uh, Doomsayer. Mm-hmm. I want a harbinger. I want someone mm-hmm. to come in and really lay it down. I I do think that's a thing that should have stayed in these films. Oh, Gabby, wake up! Gabby, wake up! All right, hey, sir. All right. So with that said, let's get into this thing. We already talked about uh, the the first three films kind of get rehashed here. Then we cut to. Uh, a mortician uh, named Axel. Uh, they've brought the body of Jason in. And uh, we also meet a nurse. I didn't catch her name. But all I know is they need a hookup. Axel's a pretty scummy dude. Nurse Robbie Morgan. Okay. Nurse Robbie. Played by Lisa Freeman. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Yes. What is it with... First of all, the sandwich on Jason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The coroner's mortician's eating food or noshing mm-hmm. on things sure. near cadavers is <laughs> such a bizarre trope that's in film, yeah. TV, comics. It's all over the place. It I don't does know what, happen a lot. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. And not even, right. I say sandwiches. It's just like. Some type of 
food. Like in street trash, I think he's eating salad or sure. something. We have the character in um, what's uh, uh, my mind's not working. What arachnophobia? arachnophobia? We covered that. He's eating, he's eating a sandwich. The uh, cat. shivers. Shivers. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's a mortician, but he's some type of it, in that line of work, and yeah, he's yeah. like eating a sandwich and pickle. It, I, well, I think in the fog is it there too when they they see the body of the fisherman. I think so. I think that's right. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of eating food near a cadaver is. Sure. And I'm not. I'm the child of a family of nurses. I can eat and watch a lot of disgusting mm-hmm. imagery. It does not affect me. I think it's shorthand sure. to <laughs> that they're not desensitized. that they're shitty. Yeah, no, desensitized. Desensitized, but often. They are kind of shitbags. This boy. <laughs> this guy is. That's just 80s guys in hospitals. <laughs> just a real quick fact on Lisa Freeman, who plays Nurse Robbie Morgan. Uh, she is a known author, and she is best known for her young adult surf fiction novel, Honey Girl. I would read that. Sounds nice. Just letting you guys know. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay, well, in the end, Axel and Robbie hook up. Um, but as they do, Jason awakens. Jesus Christmas! And he's not very happy about what has happened to him in the previous movie or the situation that's going on here. So, wait. First, she's like, no, no, no. You're watching these perverted workout videos, jazzercising. I don't want to do that. And then he says, like, one thing. And she's like, okay. Yeah. And just hops on him. So they're making out. She definitely changed her tone very quickly. Nolan, you're making yeah. out with somebody on sure. tops or bottoms, whatever. Okay. And you're wearing shorts. So, like, yeah. Jason's hands on the gurney. It falls. Yep. Yeah. Hit your leg. Do mm-hmm. you stop making out? Yeah. You do? I would. I would personally, like... Be freaked out. I get... Obviously, this is probably a personal thing. Anytime something quickly would get me out of out of the moment, You're like done. I'm just like, all right, I need to leave this area of the situation where I need to take a small break, and then we can come back to it. But I, it would personally... I, I, I don't think it would do well for me. That's fair. That's all, all I'm saying. Stacy. You feel Jason's hand on your thigh. Is it me now or me as like a younger, hornier? That one. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, use his hand too if it helps. Ow. No. no, Okay. Okay. I don't, of course, I'm not even, I would not be hooking up with this douchebag. (laughs) Axel? Yes. Awful. He's cute though, but he also has a haircut that looks like it's for a tiny boy. Sure. This actor is uh, from the Police Academy films. It, uh, him watching the Jazzercise uh, reminds me of two different movies. Uh, one would be um, the father figure in Dirty Work. I believe he watches he that suit. Yeah. All, all, all he watches pops. Yeah, that's, that's a comedy thing. Because yep. Step Brothers. That's the other movie I was going to mention. Begins yes, with that. I believe great yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yes. Uh, Axel and uh, Nurse Robbie both uh, bite it here. Um, I don't remember how either of them dies, if you guys want to. Axel gets his throat cut and then his head twisted around. Bone saw. Bone saw. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Yeah, Nurse Robbie gets stabbed in the chest and then the 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 knife is right up the It's taken up. Yeah. Yeah. And in a deleted scene, they had her like pissing blood down the wall. There oh. is again in the if you what's the box set? Uh, it's the Shout Fact or Scream Factory, Friday the Thirteenth. Which I guess we should say like we we got that box set. We watched the it's a new four K print that looks came great. out a couple years ago. Yeah, and it looks wonderful. It does. Yeah, this yeah. is 
I will say that box set is the best that since they fixed the issue, I can't remember. I know that there were some issues with some of the discs. It was, uh, I believe uh, Jason Goes to Hell had some issues and Jason X had a couple but they, little minor I know issues. that they fixed all of that stuff. Yeah, like they sure. did right by their cu- the customers. I think Jason X has a lot of issues. Nope, don't. We're not. I just meant with the presentation. Not, oh. Not today. No, no. We've covered that film if you guys, uh, I think it's. I don't remember what I titled it, but I know it's my pick. It's space something. Yeah, it was it was a it was a birthday episode. I know it was my birthday episode. It was a, a fun episode. Back. Great films, but uh, I will say there is like a there's a set of documentaries for each film and part four. There's a really great documentary and it shows behind that deleted scene like parts of it and it shows them making it. That nurse is like having the time of her life with blood running down her thighs and just like uh-huh. she, it's really sweet. It's like oddly endearing. Nice. She <laughs> like had a really fun time making a film. Yeah, sure. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I, next I'm moving on to uh, Tommy Jarvis uh, has entered the picture. Hell of a monster mask that he is. Uh, some alien monster mask. Back that he's to wearing. the Corey episodes. Uh, yeah, from '84. Yeah, we're on it. Very on the true. Pulse. Unstoppable here. <laughs> no, uh, how do you feel about? Because you hate children. I'll tell you right now. Tommy has that pumpkin pie haircut. Do I've you got a like question him? for you later. Okay. We'll get to about him, sure. but... Uh, look, no, I, I don't like him, but it's I will... It's not about Corey Feldman. How do you feel about Tommy Jarvis in this film? Tommy Jarvis, not a fan. Um, Corey Feldman, in particular, like, anybody who listens to the show knows my opinion on child actors. Uh, Listen to last episode. He is fine here. I get annoyed at him at times, but I, I can deal with him because he also makes me laugh at times, especially when he gets horny. So Fair enough. Yeah, you you're very noted for your hate of children and films. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't stop shitting on Boyhood. I know. In four hundred blows, I just I hate them every all. episode. It seems they all yep, just every boy. The worst boy, and I'm sure we've talked about this before. It's the boy from Hook. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, for worst boy in a movie. For him, for whatever reason. Oh, there that was kid. One you know what? I, I don't know. know if you I can't remember. say that on no, live. Broadcasting. It's fine. <laughs> this isn't live. It's not live, but it we're not broadcasting. It will anymore. be public though. There was a night where Nolan talking about Hook and why you hated it so much, and then he you go, It's fine. And you're like, it's the worst movie ever. I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. It's, I know. I'm is, sure it's not great, but it is literally like Why do if, you hate it so much? Is it the children? It's it's I don't know. I I I despise everything about it. I, I just, yeah. Could I we mean, cover it sometime or is it too I really much? wouldn't like that. But I mean, if, if I have to, I'll do what I have to do <laughs> no, for the show. Okay. I think it's Spielberg's worst movie. And I just, I wish it didn't exist. And I'll, I'll you say. I wish my... it didn't exist. Absolutely. So like all the behind the scenes people that worked on, you wish they were unemployed. But, like, I mean, they did have a bad time. No, but Rob Williams, Dustin Hoffman, like Julia Roberts, you're like, throw it in the trash. Yeah, I don't like this film. Okay. Yeah. But, like, you know, the the person who makes, like, $30,000 a year that was bringing them craft services, you're like, fuck that guy. I mean, I'm glad they got paid, but, you know, I, I hear it was a bad experience it for everyone involved. It takes a lot of people to well, make I'm a movie I'm just saying, home. it was, like, a it's real... It's odd for, like... A debacle, that a movie. A film that you hate that you know about the behind the scenes. I do. It, it's it's actually... This is a weird rant. I, I don't it's, know no, why it's we're... No, okay. Go for it. Yeah, it, this has kind of been documented that this was, like, his most troubled production and... More than Jaws. That's surprising. Spielberg, like, hated... Everybody hated each other. Hoffman was, like, drunk the whole time doing his own thing. I don't know anything uh, about this film. If, yeah, you guys should read up about it. I will. Anybody out there, 
check out the debacle of Hook. Um, so you like the behind-the-scenes stuff, hate the film itself. Yes, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff is very interesting. Uh, one of the one of my personal least favorite movies ever made that I've seen. Wow. By a prominent director. Yes, and a, a director I really love. Yeah. So. All right, sorry. You yeah. can continue. I just <laughs> I wanted the chance to let people know again sure. how much you hate Hook. But, but it is fascinating to to read about that movie. Cinema history. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Do you think that people ever are just listening and like, what the fuck are what these is, people talking about? What is about? happening here? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. So back to Tommy. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Jarvis is, yeah, pumpkin pie haircut. He's, he's living his best life. <laughs> Loves making monster masks. And All right. We have uh, six teenagers uh, that are making their way to the... Camp, I don't know. Are we even in Camp Crystal Lake area? Like, we're we're in the area, yeah. Yeah, it's not the camp, but we're at Crystal Lake. The lake is there, and they're renting a They're renting a cabin, cottage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We meet our our two uh, really great characters in this movie. The only two you care about. The only two you care about. We have Jim, and we have uh, Teddy. Teddy. I love the station wagon they're in. Mm -hmm. I like the, the top popped off on the back. And they're just kind of hanging outside. I really like that. Oh, and I think mm-hmm. that there's some great shots of the front of the station wagon. It going through and showing you each set of... I mean, we have six humans that mm-hmm. can see. It's really cool. And then yeah. the shot of, of Teddy and Jimmy in the back. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is weird because in my mind, I know it's a station wagon, but their setup, it looks more like a Jeep. Like they're sitting in the back yeah. of a Jeep. It's an interesting vehicle, like for yeah. a station wagon. There's a lot of people that they fit in there, and I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, so we get to uh, to Teddy and Jimbo, and they're they're dis- having a discussion in the back, uh, Jim's sex life, and how it's not going very well for him. He had a, I guess it was a girlfriend that they just recently Barbara broke Be- up. Uh, Betty. Becky? Be- Betty. Betty. Some Betty one of the Becky. three. It's a B. It, it is a B. Um, and uh, so basically, Jim is is. Telling and asking Ted what has gone wrong in this relationship. I treated her right. I mm-hmm. treated Which, her right. All he describes is that he called her, she took the calls, yeah. and then he she would tell him like what she was up to, and then she'd be like, I had I gotta go do something. Gotta go do and this. And then she stopped taking the calls. Yep. So she was like eh. It's over. Which that was a soft out. That sure. was a that was a mm-hmm. soft ghosting then. Yeah. Look, Jim's he's a he's he's a guy who's like what did I do wrong here? What happened? And so Ted's like, you know what? I'll tell you. Let me type it into my computer. He's got a fake computer. <laughs> Doing his keys. And he's like, oh, turns out you're a dead fuck. And he tells Chris Glover that you're a dead fuck. It says... It says you're a dead fuck. What? A dead fuck? A lousy lay. You know... Dead oh, I see. Oh, don't hold it back for me, Doc. I can take it. Give it to me straight. I did not say it. The computer did. Yeah, well, there is no computer. Uh-huh. And there's no Betty, either. And I'm a dead fuck. Like I said, the computer don't lie. God, I'm horny. And this is an ongoing joke for the rest of the film, which... I think is one of the greatest jokes ever. I love it so much. I love that Kip's keeps bringing being brought up, and How? Crispin takes it to heart that he's a dead fuck. <laughs> and he truly 
totally gets wounded by this. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. like, whoa. He's pretty upset. And I love it, the way he describes He's like, you're a dead fuck. And he's like, a dead fuck. It says that. <laughs> the limped hand. Just the yeah. hand. He's like, you're a dead fuck. Get it? Yeah. The, what what the most uh, <laughs> the most troubling thing about this for me is that he has so much respect for Teddy that he listens to him and takes his advice in. I think it's one of the I, and I like it because it feels very natural. Yeah, just you do something that's so stupid and doesn't make sense, but it like genuinely bothers the person that you're teasing. It's such so a, you just keep hitting at it. It's such right. a because, teenage boy mm-hmm. thing. Oh, absolutely. Like, it feels like such a real thing. I've done it plenty of times and it's been done to me plenty of times. Yeah. I think towards the end of the scene, Crispin Glover's Jim character says, God, I'm horny. So we cut back to the family and then I think it cuts back to them in the station wagon because we get our next kill. Yes. We get Banana Girl. Yep. I, I called her uh, Nanners Moore. Um... She is a hitchhiker on the road needing a ride. The, uh, the our group of teens don't have room for, so they drive off and someone... Know, Teddy the, yells Teddy sexual. Yells he goes, hey, do you have a sister? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the girls are like, let's stop. Let's pick her up. And the guys are like, we don't have anywhere to put her. And of course, Teddy's like, hey, I want to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so then she gets mad, yep. turns her sign around, fuck you. Yep. Uh, banana boat gets her ship sank. So... That's that's what banana I said. boat gets her ship sank. That's Which I, I believe I it's Tom Savini's hands that are doing all the yeah the acting in the scene. It, yeah, I don't like it. It's like squishy mouth stuff. Yeah, she has like but so it looks good. It does look good. It looks good. You just don't like it because it grosses like, me out. Yeah, mouth stuff, bananas. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she has a banana in her hand. She takes a bite. After she takes the bite, she's holding it, and then comes Jason. Knife through the neck, I believe. Is yes. that correct? Yeah. And then... Right through the vocal box. It cuts to her holding the banana, squeezing it. it. It's it's really funny. I, I like that kill a lot. We meet Gordon, the dog, a uh, golden retriever, I believe. A good movie dog. Good movie dog, smart. Yep. Trying mm-hmm. to get his shit in order. Yep. Um, I'm going to say something very inappropriate here, but it's true of the film. So if you need to cut it out, do what you need to do. But Tommy is very horny, wants some boobs and pussy. Um, he's getting very excited about watching the girl next year. Yeah, why do you drop the hard peas? I love it. Um, why? I just do. It's a fun if word for me to say. He likes to, to drop a pee bomb. What if it offends... Well, they can turn it off. No, no, no. I mean, just it, like, do you just drop this in your general, like, rapport? I mean, like, in everyday talk? Like, do you think women enjoy talking to you? If they're having fun with me, yes. If I was to talk, no, I mean like I think pussy is fine as a fine word to say when you're around friends and having fun. Look, I'm not gonna hide what Tommy wanted there. Okay, now does he know what it is? No, that's me. I think it's mostly TNA for him. Definitely, definitely. All right, but uh, as that is what Tommy is looking for, he's too young, and Mom, uh, Mama Jarvis knows this. She comes in and makes sure he's asleep and shuts those those curtains. Again, and I we covered a lot of this before. You can go listen to the past episode, but it is odd to me that most boys in that situation are going to keep it quiet, especially if sure. you have any sort of religious Catholic oh, upbringing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're quiet, and you're like, I yeah. know that this is a sin, and I should not be looking at this. Yeah. But boobs. But he's like on the bed, like jumping up and down. Like he's before hopping. He's making he's noises. Like, he's oh rolling God. back, kicking mm-hmm. his legs. It is out of control. It's a pretty good day for I'm him. Not to I think shame. it's a pretty funny scene. It is funny. Mm-hmm. We have a. Uh, twins who enter the picture and obviously this is a big deal for teddy bear 
uh, we have a skinny dipping scene where they all meet and they all just have a good uh, swim. And while this is happening, uh, Tommy and his sister are driving by the lake. And uh, Tommy, again, is very <laughs> excited. Um, so, you know, but Trish is like, you know, this isn't for you. A lot of patootie or something. He says something. I think. A lot of good patootie. Yeah. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so... After this, uh, in, in, unless there's anything you guys want to say about the scene. The skinny dipping scene, we're good. I think. Yeah, a lot of nudity, a <laughs> lot of, yeah, TNA. So Tommy and, and Trish leave. Uh, their car has a breakdown. Uh, Tommy thinks he's a great mechanic, um, but uh, he cannot fix the car, sadly. And as it's broken down, we have a, we meet a hitchhiker named Rob who uh, helps them. And uh, which, this is our introduction to him. Yes, which I, as I explained in the intro, this is, I believe, Susan Dreyer's brother... Susan is the one that expired with the spear and her lover. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so Rob fixes their car and uh, they invite him back to their cabin. Uh, Tommy is very infatuated with Rob and uh, shows him his masks that he's made upstairs as uh, they get to the house. So when Tommy gets super excited mm -hmm. when he's jumping on his bed, sure. that starts when the guy enters the picture. That's true. I was going to say something about it, but I didn't. When they pull up, and the last guy to strip is Crispin Glover, but you also see a naked boy swinging on right. the rope swing. Yeah. You don't really see that much lady nudity at that point when Tommy's there. True. So he, he had seems a, pretty excited. He's had a sexual awakening. That's healthy yeah. for a young man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just... Sure. I'm just asking. I think it's... Well, sure. I don't even know that you're asking. You're just posing... What if? That is what happened. And good for, good for Tommy. Yeah. He mm -hmm. found a guy friend, takes him up to his bedroom. Nope. <laughs> But he does. <laughs> Here's the thing. And he shows him his monster. Hang on. He's a child of divorce. Ah, ah. He's a ch I don't know why you guys are taking something so innocent as a young Tommy taking a grown-ass hitchhiker up to his bedroom to show him his uh, toys <laughs> All of that them he are, created. And a lot of them are very phallic. I think True. that you guys... The thing that wraps around his neck, <laughs> the monster that he puts on his arm uh -huh. that's very long. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. He's like, here, touch it. Can I you just know, say... You, mine's in the gutter. You know, you derailed this with your pussy talk. No. Uh, I will <laughs> say that if there was a boy like Tommy that made a bunch of maquettes and masks mm -hmm. and different things... Like Tom Savini? Yeah, because that's what it is. Uh-huh. I, I would have had the biggest crush on that, that man. Sure. Child. Boy, mm -hmm. when I was a child. Me and child boy? Been like, this is a guy for me. This is the one. Or boy this for is, me. It makes sense. He's a product of divorce. They. It just seems like it's a fresh divorce based on some of the conversation we get between the mother and daughter on their jog mm -hmm. early in the film. Sure. So, obviously, he, this man is nice. He fixes the car. He's handy. He's like, and he's like, hey, I want to show you things about my life. Yeah. Come here. And mom or sister, hook up with this guy. Yeah, like, go for it. Mm -hmm. I like this one. Mm -hmm. We found him on the road. That's right. <laughs> mom or sister. Whoever. All right. I'm moving on to Crispin Glover's dance moves here. Love is a lie. Yeah. By lying. <laughs> best best dancing in a movie, period, in my opinion. Like, I don't think it can be beaten. Verbalize. Yeah. Anyone that's listening to this, they know what it looks like. What is he doing? It's a lot of like, <laughs> it looks like he's making a lot of cylinders with his hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A like, lot of that, like, a lot of like, I don't know, like circle wise and then back, I don't know, robot stuff. I, I don't know. It's it, very robotic. A lot of but, flicking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then pointing. Yeah. Uh, Whenever it says you, he's very big on like. To be honest, like it's, it's moves that I 
don't think can be replicated very easily. It's him. And that's what's great about it. I don't know. His hair's a great length. It's and floppy. It, 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 it moves to the music well. Mm -hmm. Like, man, it's just, it's a great scene. Uh, there's nothing else really to say other than it's just... Too short. It's too short, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been fine if we cut Jason kills somebody, we come back to the music, right. mm -hmm. we cut like back to something else, and we cut like yeah, I could have used it for a little bit longer. Definitely, but a, I guess it uh, makes it special that it's that's true. Yeah, it's short. He definitely could have done some like cool formal stuff with with rhythm and editing there, mm -hmm. and I think that would have been awesome. That we get it, and it it, it yeah, I don't know. In it, by it, all accounts, this is something. This obviously was not a choreographed thing. Sure, this is just Christmas. It's all him. Yeah. Not knowing how to dance and being like, yeah. okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Poor Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. What a good character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just said he's unstoppable and <laughs> AKA Jimbo. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> I also said during this that, that Teddy Bear, if we hadn't already established, he's kind of a shithead, but I also he's like really, him. He's really, and I do like him. He's so gross in this yeah. scene. You want to give Teddy Teddy Bear a kiss? Is so yeah, and I, so gross. Yeah, and I did write down for me personally. I I said Teddy Bear and Jimbo make this film a banger for me. Yeah. So I mean, they're just they're everything. I think yeah. it's the combo: Joe Zito, Tom Savini, Ted White, yeah. and then Jimbo Ted. Yeah, for yeah, for sure. After this, we get a slow song dance. We get everybody starting to like hook up with everybody in this house. A lot of drama going on. You've got. One of the dudes had a girlfriend there, and then he's like, well, maybe I like this one of these maybe twins. Maybe I like the hot twins. Yeah, and so they're, they're going back and forth. And yeah, like you said, uh, Jim thinks that one of the twins is hotter than the other, even though they both they're identical twins. are identical. Not identical. saying they're, obviously their personalities are different, but they look the same. And they're acting the same. True. Mm -hmm. There's not a hotter twin. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. So, and while all this is happening, the one dude's girlfriend is is upset so with is him. Is it is it Paul and Sam? Yes, I, I think, think so. that's correct. So Paul has he's got the weird shorts, which oh, yeah. we'll get into mm -hmm. later, and he's got hat, the hat on, the blue, blue hat, hat mm -hmm. and his girlfriend, which they were the ones that Tommy was spying on yeah, earlier. That's so right. mm -hmm. yeah, they're they've been hot and heavy, obviously for sure. And so you know, she he's just like, well, this is cool. This twin likes me. I'm just going to start... Meanwhile, Sam is like, what the fuck? Dancing with her and kissing with her. So Sam, yeah, she's upset. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to go out to the lake and... I'm going to take a dip. I'm going to take a dip out there. And if you really love me, you're going to join me soon. I mean, she doesn't say that, but that is the implication. That's the implication, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like a reminiscent of the the very good looking lady in part two who goes skinny dipping. Mm. and. Oh. Sure. Is that Mickey Mouse? Mickey yeah, Mouse? that's right. Yeah. Yeah. She goes skinny dipping, hops into a inflatable raft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then and gets it. Which I will say this is, I'll let you, we'll get there. You go ahead. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Just like what Stacy says, uh, she's, she's waiting for Paul and uh, she gets on the raft. Jason shows up for the kill. So this poor actress in Crystal Lake Memories, th this scene took a long time and there's a lot of different the effects like it's a very simple thing on screen but there was more to it and so her body is in the water and it the water was very cold they i mean everyone knows summer film you're filming it in the winter right. typically i think so, they filmed october november december so she oh. she's in the water she has virtually nothing on mm -hmm. and they kept like setting up everything and it was taking so long that ted white he stopped the shoot and was like 
pull her out of the water because her lips were turning blue. This is like one of the worst setups an actress that was in one of these slashers where it's just they're dangling in the <laughs> water for uh, Well, in the scene is yeah. like the kill's really lame. Yeah, you don't see Like anything. you just yeah. see a spike come through her back and it's kind of reminiscent of the Kevin Bacon kill. You know, the spike go the arrow goes through his throat. You, you kind of see it enter her back the same way, but they, it's not terribly her, impressive. Yeah, they put right. her in that situation just so they could have more nudity. Sure. It, yeah. And it's so, not, a, like, what is it? Like a 30 second to a minute? It's very like quick. A, yeah. It's not long. But it took so long for them to set this up Man. and do everything. And they had that shot. It's like part of her body's in the water and I think it's just a fake torso. Sure. So her body's dangling down and it's fake torso that where they come through with that spear. But Ted White, a hard ass stuntman to say that. Yeah. 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 She gets killed. Uh, Paul eventually goes to find her and be like, okay, well, I better go do what I need to do. To like, he just stops dancing going. and he goes, dancing. I can't do this. Wades out with his little bitty shorts. His well. jeans are very weird. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they come up over his belly button. They're high-waisted pants. They look like look, lady pants. Well, it looks like high-waisted lady trousers that have been cut and you know i like what i find it strange that he decides to keep his on i would assume he knows that she's probably oh, naked double standard yeah we should have at the very least seen but yeah man but for sure like also take those off dude if, if she is there like did you think in the she water? is did like, him in lake water yeah absolutely not get rid of those man no like yeah sorry just Gross. well the reason that you can't have that is because he also is dispatched Sure. He gets a um an air what, I guess a harpoon, harpoon gun. I think it's a harpoon through in, the dick. In the dick. It's yeah. It's pretty cool. Like it, it does look awesome. Up and like, yeah. It looks gnarly. It's a pretty pretty yeah. vicious kill. So obviously he couldn't be naked because sure. you couldn't have that kill set up. Fair point. They're not gonna show like a harpoon going to it. This isn't cannibal holocaust. Which honestly sure. I, I don't need to see that, but Right. Mm-hmm. But just as we didn't. She could have gone out in her bra and undies. We did not sure. need to see. I one. agree. Thank sure. you. Thank mm-hmm. you. And you know, we probably need more dicks in films. You and McGregor has done so much work for that for mm-hmm. humanity to just show a dick. Yeah. On screen, mm-hmm. him, Jason Segel, definitely, out there. definitely need more dick on screen. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree completely. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move next to Teddy watching uh like old projector porn. As he finds like an old film reel, it's like silent in the cabin. 1920s. <laughs> oh, yeah. like... Stag films. Yeah, it's stag. And films. he's like getting high. He's drunk. He's like all of a sudden does not care about anything. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just happy to be there. He's over it, and he's like, "This is this is my life. This is great." And this is like the best Teddy we could have got. It's mm-hmm. true. Him finally like. He kind of seems happy for the other couple that's down there. They're going upstairs. Yeah. He's like, good for you. Yeah. Like, he doesn't say that, but we feel that. Sure. He's happy for them. He's yeah. he's a little jealous and upset about, Jimmy. like, Jim. But at the yeah. same time, I think deep down, he's like... Good for my boy. Good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you pulled the hot twin. Good yeah. job. So, after, all, after this, we've got twin number... I'm just going to call her twin number one because I don't remember the names. I apologize. It's Tina and something. I can't remember. Okay. Tina and Dina. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, she is the first to, to bite it out of, out of the twins, so. Tina uh, and Terry. Tina and Terry. I think Tina and Dina is <laughs> Tina Belchers. I nice. think it's Tina and Yeah. Dina. Tina's ready to mingle. It is. <laughs> Tina and like Terry. Her whenever alternate. she nice. moves her hair clip over. So, and, and I'll be honest, I don't know which, which one, uh, got killed here, but, but one of them did. 
And uh, I believe this is Terry. I don't know. We'll say Terry. Do you, we'll say do you Terry. guys like this? Because I think she says, Tina, it's time to go. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Good point. So I think this is Terry. You go. Take an umbrella. Yep. Do you guys like this kill? It happens off screen, but then you get the shock shot of her body getting hurled with a spear into the side of the building, which apparently nobody notices or wakes up from. I know. It's like a loud thud and they're all downstairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wild. I really appreciate that there is a good mix of kills. Like there's Mm -hmm. some ultra violent on screen, just like head smashing literally and like just harpoon to the dick. And then you have something that's in shadows. I think, I yeah, I think it's a good yeah, payoff. The, the, the silhouette kill. I think it looks great. I like it. And there's mm-hmm. enough, you know, chunky, mm-hmm. violent sure. gore elsewhere that, yeah, I like it. And this is a way for them to get around censors yeah. at the time. A little style in there. Where they can keep some of their sure. more elaborate setups. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, I, I dug it. Yeah. Next, uh, I've got Mrs. Jarvis. And we assume that she dies here. There's a famous deleted ending or like a scene at the end of the film where it kind of shows more what what had happened to her. But we basically just see her scream and she reacts and we assume that and and she never reappears. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Jimbo, uh, he gets his F on. Um, (laughs) He asks uh, after after they have relations, um, he's sitting in bed with Tina and he asks if he was a dead fuck. And uh, she tells him, she's whether she's being honest or just making him feel good, she tells him he was incredible. This feels so realistic. Well, and his delivery is very much like he's going to win an Oscar from this scene. Mm-hmm. Like, he, it's very slow and very, like, uncomfortable purposeful, uncomfortable. The acting. Feels yeah. like a teenage drama, not a slasher film. Yeah. Where he's yeah. like... It's their whole, like, it's after they, mm-hmm. you know, been together and they're laying in the afterglow. Mm-hmm. He's just like, hey, never mind. And yep. she's like, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's like smacking his head. A, a dead fuck. <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's really good. Yeah. Jimbo, uh, well, he doesn't make it. He takes a corkscrew to the hand. A machete to the face. Great kill. This is some of my favorite Crispin in the movie, too. Hey! Ted! Ted! Hey, Ted! Where the hell's the corkscrew? Journey? Journey to find the corkscrew, and he finds it. Yep. Sadly, Jason's the one who had it. Well, yeah, it's a it's a great kill. Like it's that so machete quick, to the face, Ooh. and we don't yeah. see very much. Like mm-hmm. it is such a quick, like boom, boom. But it's all you need. It's perfect. Yep. yep. So R.I.P. Uh, to uh, Jimbo, great character. Yeah, sorry, darling Jimmy. Yep. Uh, twin number two dies shortly after this. Uh, Jason throws her out a window. I mean, this is something that anyone that's seen the films know. Anytime there's a a female that goes out the window, it happens twice in this. There is a lot of people through windows and breaking down doors, I noticed. Yeah. Oh, and moment. dogs through windows, Dogs yes. through windows. A but lot of window. A lot of window action. A lot of windows just smashing through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I do love the very clear, different body type of... Yeah. This is a more masculine figure versus the <laughs> woman that we know sure. as this character. Just like hurling in slow motion downward. Mm-hmm. I like it. I find it very... One of those hokey, like, comforting things about this period of film. Yeah. Yeah. I think this film's trying to chase uh, 
that Sally jumping out of the window in Texas Chainsaw. That's right. The greatness of that sequence. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing looks as good as that. I love it. No, because it's really great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Probably had her actually jump through the window. Absolutely. I don't know the setup of that shot, but it probably was just like, okay, Marilyn, go. Shower sex is what I have next. Uh, I Again, I I don't remember these two characters' names. Maybe I have them. I I know I've said them. Sarah, I think, is the girl. Sarah and... I don't remember. remember Doug. Uh, You don't like Sarah. Sarah, I... You think she's a sandwich. Plain and tall. I think she is very... I'm not trying to be mean. I, I, to me, she's the least sexy in this movie, but I still think she's a pretty person. I just, Absolutely. yeah. Uh, I will say that I, I do enjoy uh, her uh, booty up against the glass in this shower scene. I love a a booty pressed up against glass. It's I think something that, that gets me Zito feeling and good. Tom Sweeney just love shower kills. Yeah, yeah. There's they a good love one in Prowler. Shower yeah. time mm-hmm. kill. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Teddy. Uh, is still drunk and high and watching old pornos. Um, and while this is going on, Jason has had enough of, of Teddy's stupidity. And uh... Do you think that Jason, how long is he just watching Teddy watch porn? It's a good question. Because it's more than, yeah. I would say, two minutes. And, and it's funny because he waits till the film runs out. Yeah. So, like, Jason knows, it's like, I'm going to let him just enjoy this, and I might enjoy it, or too. Or is he watching, like, what's this? Right. I don't know. I'm feeling something. Yeah, and for sure. And then it ends, and he's like, oh, yeah, murder. Film ends, and, uh, like, Teddy goes up to the projector screen, and it's, it's again, I really like this kill, and Jason takes... Well, he's, he the, also goes up to the projector screen and says, you want to give Teddy Bear a kiss? Teddy Bear a kiss, that's right. from the 1920s porno. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, and... As he does that, he takes a machete to the back of the head. Yeah. So. Yeah, he gets stabbed. It, yep. it looks really good because mm-hmm. it's very simple. Yeah. And you get the, the stab in the back of the head and he runs down and it tears the screen, but you get the streak of blood. Mm-hmm. Looks good. You have Doug who's still in the shower singing. Um, you have Sarah who has taken her towel and she's trying to dry off, I guess. In the uh, shower. <laughs> well done, Sarah. And uh, so, yeah, Doug's in the shower. He's singing. He's having a good time. He just got laid, you know. What is the song? Is it Tangerine? Yeah, yep. that's what he's singing. Yep. Uh, and as this is going on, the lights go out. Uh, he's a little confused what's going on. And Jason finds him in the shower and kills him brutally by, like, another... This is... I love this kill. A great kill. Like, um insane practical effects here yeah i love anything that shows jason's strength like popping heads uh-huh. and i'm sure it's tom savini's hand that's sure. doing the effect but it's just it's this version of jason is so pissed off mm-hmm. well in the shot i really like in the setup for this kill the shot before it goes to the fake head where you have the actor and it's the blood coming out of the nose and oh, yeah. he manipulate like uh, they manipulate the face in a way it's kind of it kind of reminds me of halloween 4 the kill on the mm. stairway the, where the feet, the it, the... It, it looks so fucking gross, but it's not really anything except the actors are manipulating. It's a you know, thumb the, and a the cheek face and the lighting mm-hmm. and it looks incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's, I thought of that too. Yeah. yeah. So it's like him crushing the nose first and then you get the switch to the fake head and smashing mm-hmm. into the back of the porcelain in the shower. It White looks porcelain. great. White porcelain. <laughs> <laughs> Very smooth, won't stain. Very strong, won't scratch. White porcelain. All right, so Doug dies. Sarah's death is next. Uh, she She's running through the house and goes downstairs and 
Jason throws an axe through a door and right through a chest. Yeah, it looks great. It. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a good, simple, like, shock death. Okay, so all, all most of our uh, teens have died here. I think what they were going for on her death, because they do play it that she is, like, you know, the quirky girl, the more, like, innocent girl. They do play it that way. I, I think her mm-hmm. running down the stairs, because she does the discovery of the bodies... And she's the first character to discover any bodies. Mm-hmm. And usually that, you know, follows with a chase or something. So I think that, like, it's her death being so our... sudden, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of, like... Fooling with expectations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, mm-hmm. and that's more of something that our final girl gets. And with her virginity at the beginning and, like, her... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would, yeah, it's, you kind of... I mean, we know Trish is our final girl, but it does feel like there's kind of some duality where they're playing with expectation a little right. bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trish and Rob are, are, are back together here. Uh, I think Trish goes looking for Rob and she finds his tent. She goes looking for mom. Looking for mom. Okay. Uh, and Gordon. And or Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Who, who Gordon had, he like bursts out a window. No, 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 no. that's later. It's coming soon. <clears throat> okay. The way it looks, I think it's meant that he's thrown out the window, but it kind of right. looks like he's just jumping from. Yeah, he's like fucked. And we don't know if Gordon lives or dies, but he doesn't show back up. I mean, I'm assuming he was I'm, thrown and he I'm died. I'm assuming but... he did too, but I like to think that he just got out of there. I like to think that he went and had a family. Yeah. Somewhere he's like, else. I'm done. Yeah, this is a house of horrors. Tommy was like, Gordon, Gordon. He's like, God, <laughs> damn it, Tommy, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Trish. Uh, Ends up in in Rob's tent, and we didn't talk about this, but did Rob? What didn't he? What happened earlier in the movie? With was there some? Jason comes across his tent. Sorry, do you want to explain it? No, no, no. You, you... Jason comes across his tent, and all we see is like it's a very far off shot where we kind of see his tent. We see almost a silhouette of mm-hmm. somebody walking through, which is Jason. And Jason is anti gun. He wrecks right. his fucking tent. He he like snaps that gun in half. Yep. Throws out all his ammunition. So we have Rob that comes, which is, it's kind of a weird scene, yeah. admittedly. Because Rob where, has his machete, too. Yeah, so, like, he goes through every, and his machete's in the tent. Yeah. Because he goes back through it and he finds it and he pulls it mm-hmm. out. It's very weird. Yeah. But, yeah, he, his tent was already kind of wrecked. So we have to imagine that Rob's just been hanging out by his tent waiting <laughs> right. for Jason to come back <laughs> for, like, 30 minutes. Like, I know I'm going to get you, boy. Yeah, he's so he's just waiting with his machete in the bushes mm-hmm. and then poor trish comes in soaking wet almost kills her almost kills her yeah like straight up with machete but good you know good thing he doesn't <laughs> kimberly back kimberly, kimberly back. back yeah all right so yeah so so we have the trish and rob team up here uh they head back to the cabins and try and figure out what all's what all's They're happening for, here again, for tommy and, yep. yeah uh they realize everyone has basically been killed after they find tommy they don't know where the mom is um uh, around this time, also as we just said, Gordon the dog bursts out a window, probably thrown out. So they so they go back to Tommy, mm-hmm. tell Tommy to stay put. They go investigate the uh, the house with college kids, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, he's been here because they see the axe explosion through the door." Yeah, and right. that's he goes downstairs to investigate. Yeah, there's like a basement area. And Trish is the one that discovers the bodies. Yep. And then she comes back to get him, know, like, knowing that everyone has been killed. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get, I don't know if you've written about it, the wonderful death scene. Of uh, of uh, 
Rob's. Yep. Yep. He sees down in the basement. Which, again, this is another kind of mm-hmm. subdued, but for me, when I was younger watching this, this was, like, the most fucked up thing, because never in a slasher film do you get, oh my god, this this thing's killing me. He gets destroyed. Very dark. Yeah, dark, you see yeah. the back of Jason's head, and we see Rob's face, and yep. he looks horrified. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know, this is so effective. I think it is the second best horror sequence in one of these movies uh first for me is part two where amy Steele makes it to the cabin and there's that wonderful shot of her in frame to the side you have the window and then you just see jason running like a bat out of hell like towards her sprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that's my favorite horror sequence in this series but this is like a good number two yeah sure no it's it's, it's not my intense, favorite so. killer yeah. series by any means. It's still the handstand kill. I love that. Sure. But. Ooh, wheelchair kill for me. Which is, it's also good. But. That is a really good one. Yeah. But um, I just, there is something, it is so disturbing and so human, mm-hmm. which being desensitized. Which makes it more disturbing. Yeah. Being desensitized mm-hmm. to so mm-hmm. much in horror films where you just have this, this human being being like, oh my God, I'm dying. This thing is killing me. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. Yeah. And I also like, uh, after. Uh, you know, Trish goes down there and it, she's trying to, once she sees what's happening and she goes back upstairs, when Jason's hand goes through like the, the staircase, the staircase yeah. I like that thing too. Uh, also, one thing I wanted to mention that we didn't say real quick is kind of while Trish and Rob are like searching the house and everything, uh, Tommy finds like newspaper clippings about Jason and that's kind of important for what he ends up doing just wanted to throw that out yeah those uh clippings came from rob's bag if you watch if you follow the newspaper clippings in the film it gives you a lot of backstory to what the characters are aware of Mm -hmm. yeah again uh after rob dies i just wanted to point out again that there are so many um characters being either jumping or thrown out of windows which (laughs) i really love uh i also wrote down and i know this isn't like necessary or true all the time but it seems especially in like this last little bit that jason enjoys playing with his food a little bit too much and that's obviously the the detriment for him also a lot of bursting through doors which we've talked about as well a lot of hitting axes with with doors and it is something that is so just connected in my mind to this series is him bursting through the cabin door sure mm-hmm. that is something that is like every time i think of jason that's a yep. scene that'll flash in my it's mind. really good yeah it's just it looks so good and it's just it the does. setting is it's Which, as i recall seven kind of copies it and uh-huh. to not as great effect and i feel like there's yep. something even in like i think it's three where someone gets thrown through a window that's very similar to this too uh-huh. the series i do think kind of apes on itself again and again and again yep yeah uh, I will say this, this is the best use of, of those images in any of the films yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so well done. Oh, yeah. The throwing Rob through the window, mm-hmm. it's very good. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, okay, we're going to get down to the end here. So if there's anything you no, guys need it. to say, go for it. But uh, basically, I'm not going to say basically again. Sorry, <laughs> pick that up. Yeah, basically. Tommy and Trish are our last survivors. There's a, a lot of them, you well, know, trying to escape from Jason. So at one point, Jason has Tommy. He yeah. bursts through the window, grabs him. But you have younger siblings. Sure. Say Tommy is your sibling. Okay. Do you save him truly? Would you try? <laughs> oh, man. Well, here's the thing. If it's my sisters, yes. You have if, a little brother named Tommy it, Jarvis. I'm going to assume that I'm a good person. I love him. So I'm going to say yes. In your heart, it's no, isn't it? Yeah. 
you're a bad person who drops pussy all the time. <laughs> you're out of there. <laughs> I just, when I was watching this, I was like, no one would let that child. <laughs> no one would run up the stairs. He's not safe. Save myself. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. <laughs> uh, they've, they're they getting away from him, but uh, he kind of gets to Trish, and he's got a hold of her. There's a whole thing with Trish and Jason. While, we're cutting back and forth yeah. from Trish kind of killing time, even though she she's just trying to stay alive. And she's like... Definitely got her shots in. She like oh, nails yeah, him yeah. with a hammer. She, she cuts his hand. She yeah, cuts his the hand. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Like she Jason gets messed up. up a little bit. Yeah. So Tommy, meanwhile, is pulling a uh, Tom Savini, and yeah. he's in the bathroom cutting his That's hair. That's right. I will just tell you, as someone that has done special effects makeup, she's dead by the time he's right. Done that it, makeup. It, it's like it's, it's gonna take you a long time to do that. Because even if you're, he's cutting his hair. So I know in real life it's a bald cap, but like sure. even to to cut your hair. If you're not, if you're just using regular shears and right. not like a, a electric razor, that is so time consuming. And he's a kid, like he's bad at it. I would be bad at it as an adult. And I'm not saying I'm the smartest man in the world, but still, he's a kid. That girl is Trish is dead. Yeah, by the she's time done. He's down. But so she kills some time, and then we get Tommy Jarvis to the rescue. Yeah, I assume you're going. He goes full Jason. He cuts and shaves his hair. Uh, and he goes down. Jason, don't you remember? He does this whole spiel, and Look, uh, I'm you. It, it works. Yeah. And Jason's very. Uh, he's receptive to. He's it. receptive to mm-hmm. recall and it worked in number two as he's well. Like my mom, me. Yeah. Am I wrong? Well, he's an idiot. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm <laughs> like Jason's an idiot. It's okay. true, but it works. It it works for the people doing it. Sure. Well, yeah, because he's. <laughs> No, we're not gonna. We're not gonna talk. We're not gonna speculate on his medical uh, diagnosis. We're not. Doing no, it. that's text. We're not, it's in the movie. But we're not gonna. We're just not gonna do it. Whatever it is, it works. And uh, he takes a machete to the face after his mask gets knocked off. You see his disfigurement. Now this is something that I will, and we've. It is kind of crazy to me that they were able to get this past sensor boards at this time because mm-hmm. the. The machete goes through the eye, through the head. There's also a slight splitting, you know, kind of down the middle, like... So gnarly. Yeah. And it kind of slumps off a little bit. Yeah. You don't see everything. But having all of those other... The silhouette kill, the kill in the basement, mm-hmm. where it's like we don't see even, Ma- yeah. even Ted. Like, we could do this a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It allows them to go a few seconds longer on that head, kind of slumping over. And just sliding down on it that machete. It looks so good. Like, obviously, yeah. it's Tom Savini. We don't have to tell you. Like, it looks sure. amazing. It's so good. Yeah, it's such a good kill. How do you feel about the way he did, like, kind of a revamp of his makeup from the original film? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? You I, like it? I love it. Do you like it? Yeah. It looks I think good. it looks good. Yeah. I think it does, too. And yeah. So, that happens, and Jason starts twitching a little bit, coming trying to come back to life. Tommy, as he is hugging his sister, notices it, takes the machete and just starts wailing on on Jason and just doesn't stop. And uh, then we cut to the end. We get a uh, cut to... A dreamy hospital. A dreamy hospital. Trish is there. And they're like, you know, you survived. She wants to see Tommy, make sure he's okay. They embrace at the end. And we get a freeze frame on uh, Tommy's face thinking, oh, no. What's to come? So this is similar to five, isn't it? Four and five end very similar, and then Halloween four ends the same Obviously, way. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it's just a trope of trying to pass the torch. Yeah. Right, which never works. Sure. No, never, never. I personally wish the, the movie just would have ended with Tommy just hacking, hacking up the We don't need the, the hospital body. scene. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's it's not necessary. Sure. It's a little hokey, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, that's the movie. I really enjoy this one. Uh, one of my personal favorite slashers. And we got never, to cover it multiple times, yeah. which I love. I never get tired of this film. I, it's always a joy to watch again. I agree. I think it's one of the best in the series, which makes it one of the best slashers. For sure. Do you want to get into categories? Let's do it. All right. I'll go first here. Um, the high point for me. Oof. There's a lot here, but it's it's obviously just, I want to say just Crispin Glover, but the dancing is, is my high. I mean, it's one of the most iconic scenes from this movie for me. And I love a lot, but I just, I love him as a character and his dancing is just unstoppable. So that's where I'm at there. My uh, low point is... Uh, hmm. I you know what this is probably unfair, but I'm just gonna say it anyway because I love this movie so much. But it it, it needed Ralph, um, and I'm I'm bummed that we got the opening of him, and obviously he's dead before this movie, so he couldn't be in the movie. But I wanted Ralph. We need, as Melanie mentioned earlier, we need that um, harbinger, yeah. that harbinger for sure. So I'm bummed about that. Um, my make them laugh moment is uh, just you know dead fuck i mean that first one in particular that first scene with teddy and jimbo and the first time teddy bear calls him a dead fuck i remember the first time i ever watched this movie i feel like did you watch it with i it was probably with all of us i think we watched them before because i bought all four okay maybe just you and me yeah but i sweet the first time i watched it though i i know i laughed like so hard and something went off yeah and i still laugh every time just but like yeah it's 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 classic classic shit yeah so my high point man i obviously the kids i I love them but i i think what separates this from the other friday films i'm gonna put that final chase in it's one of the better Mm. final chases Mm -hmm. uh it it only is behind two by just a little bit so that final chase that action Mm -hmm. sequence top notch sure uh my low point is the ending we don't need the mm-hmm. hospital scene. I think that it's more shocking if it ends with mm-hmm. her with the slowed down time. Tommy, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like the him just hacking away at Jason. That, that's a much better ending. Yeah. Sure. And the make him laugh is yeah, the dance scene, the dead fuck. Just Crispin, <laughs> Crispin Glover and Teddy. Man, yeah. it's so good. What a duo. Yeah. I'll just do my make him laugh first. It's, it is dead fuck. Yeah. But specifically, it is the... It's not even, it's the build up to dead fuck. Mm-hmm. So it's, let me put it in the computer. And then sure. acting like he's typing and Crispin watching him mm-hmm. waiting for the results. <laughs> look on his face like, okay, it's calculating. Yeah. Like, cause they both. What's it gonna be? Yeah, like, yes, tell me, give mm-hmm. me the right advices. Like, what is it? Tell yeah. me. So just, I wanna hear it. Yeah. And then you're a dead fuck. And you're a dead fuck. <laughs> it's that moment. It's the yeah. first time. It makes me laugh every, it'll never not make mm-hmm. me laugh. Sure. I think I could be having a pretty bad day, and if yeah. I watched that scene, it would make me help turn it around. Yeah. You know? uh, my low is just the passing the torch trope. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. It's I don't like it. I I fully agree. It's the very ending of this is not needed. I don't like it. Um, yeah. It doesn't add anything. It's it's a silly freeze frame at the end. It's just not sure. needed. My um, high is. Probably, it's probably just Jimmy and Teddy. It's yeah. probably 
Jimmy Darling and Teddy Boy. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're a duo together, and then they have great chemistry. They have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's really easy breezy. It feels natural. And then I would also just like to shout it again. Th- this score for me is one of the best of the series. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I like that it's wet. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it for sure. All right, Melanie, do we have an MFK today? You know we do. Okay. All what right. do we got? So if you guys are ready mm-hmm. and must ask, Mary Fuck Kill. Okay. Teddy Bear, Jimmy Darling, Rob Grier. I'll go first. Uh I'm I'm marrying Jimbo. Mm-hmm. He's everything I want in a person. Yeah. He's beautiful. He's funny. He I mean, I could rip him and he would take things seriously and I mean I would just I love, really I would care love, about your needs. I would love to harass him, but yeah. yeah, he was all, he's also a caring person. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, love him. He's my guy. Um, I'm, Ooh, yeah. this is tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know what? I'm, I'm killing, I'm, I'm, I'm killing Rob and I'm going to F, uh, <laughs> I'm going to F teddy bear. Because someone has to. Because I, I like asshole guys a little bit yeah. and. Uh, again, like we could watch porn together while we f. That's what we're gonna do, and uh, yeah. we're gonna have a fun time with that. Very smoke Hugh some, smoke yeah. some joints, drink some wine. It's gonna be a good, good one nighter. And one nighter, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it could last for, for you know, just a, a a call and hookup. You know, anytime. Jimmy and Teddy might. Maybe it maybe be a, a two for one special could one be. night. You know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm killing Rob because I have nothing against Rob. He just seems like kind of a boring dude. I'm. I respect what he's trying to do in this movie, and that he's, you know, trying trying to avenge his sister, sister which, yeah. which I do respect. But I just have no use for him personally. Yeah. So he's done. I'm going to marry Teddy. I think that I think Teddy's going to be one of those dudes that, like, he's gonna write some computer program in the '90s. Like, we're gonna be rich. Sure. Uh, he's got that he's personality. Gonna do, like, he's gonna like create a one-off thing, like the post-it. Like it's yeah. gonna be something scotch so, tape. Like, and yeah. I, I think our humor, like, we'll, we'll just annoy the shit out of each other. Just have a fun time. Sure, making fun of each other. But then having like very bombastic, crazy sex. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna fuck Jimmy because he's an incredible lay. I hear. <laughs> so he's not a dead f. You know, we'll try that. Um, and I'm going to kill Rob because he is boring. And if you think about it, his whole, like his mission mm-hmm. is to hunt Jason down. He does nothing. He fails so quickly. He like goes into a dark basement and gets like fucking killed by garden tools like that. <laughs> he didn't even put up a fight. Like Rob, you're kind of a bitch. He did fix the car. More than what I could do. Okay. I'm marrying Rob. I think that that's dependable. If anything happens to me, he's going to go to the ends of the earth to find me or to avenge me. That's true. And I feel like he is fully prepared. Mm-hmm. Like, I know ultimately his plan doesn't work. Yeah, know that he would not be able to avenge you, though. He would fail in his mission. <laughs> I, I would not expect him to succeed against, uh, I mean, an otherworldly being that just keeps coming back and coming back. I mean, back a preteen boy did. Back. <laughs> not really. So, marrying Rob, I think that he he's got that kind of like sexy lumberjack thing going. I feel like he would protect me as best he could. I you guys can think, you guys can think what you want. I don't care. Like he's I know a he bit dies like... and his sister died. 
if we're talking real world scenario, we're not going to face Jason. I think we'd be fine. Someone like coming up and trying to carjack us. I think he would think he'd probably trip on a rock and die. (laughs) Marrying Rob. I am fucking Jimmy Darling. Nice. Yeah. Everybody wants to know what Jimmy's got. So that's killing Teddy. Sorry. Sure. I probably would not appreciate a lot of his attitude most of the time. I think he would annoy me. As much as I love sure. him in this film, I think real world application of that person personality was mm-hmm. not not something I would enjoy. That's fair. So, yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Okay. Respectable. Thank you. Sometimes we have different choices and that's okay. That's true. But what we didn't have a different choice on, this film. We all love it. Mm-hmm. We need to have, I think I've said this before, we need to have some type of thing where when we all like a movie, it's called like a cinema parlor Something. I like don't a know. Turkey. So it's got a trifecta we gotta, turkey. We gotta, we gotta mm-hmm. find a uh yeah. It doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, it's nice. Yeah. You know? I think it happens more often than not. It typically we do cover things that we all like, but like I don't know if it's things that we all truly love as much as this. We're all kind like, of like on the same page on this one. Agreed. Like, and we all like the same things about it. So yeah. But yeah, this has been a really good episode. I'm so glad that we were able to record. Yep. Because it was kind of I've been sick and we were running yeah, we Pretty yeah, close to a, before this episode's going to come out. Yep. So, so we made it. We yep. got it done. Great yep. first episode of 2023. Yep. Happy New Year, everyone. And I uh, hope you enjoy your Friday the 13th. With that said, uh, you can find us on Twitter and on uh, Instagram on Cinema Parlor or at Cinema Parlor. I'm sorry. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, rate and review us if you would. That would be great. It would help us out tremendously. You can find me personally on uh, Letterboxd at Chuck Madden Jr. Escalover 84 on Letterboxd. Plastic Werewolf on all social media. All right. And uh, with that said, we'll see you guys here in a couple weeks. And uh, we will have a probably some sort of special episode for my birthday coming your way. So Very soon. Very soon. Yeah. So, all right. Peace. Goodbye. Yeah, real great. Uh, Jason, you can't hear him, you can't see him, he hardly even breathes. He's the latest word in leading men from the geniuses of Paramount Pictures. You get the idea. Friday the 13th, the final chapter is 90 minutes of teenagers being strangled, stabbed, impaled, chopped up, and mutilated. That's all this movie is. It's just mindless, bloody violence. And just think of the message this film offers to its teenage audience. The world is a totally evil place, this movie says. It'll kill you. It doesn't matter what your dreams and hopes and ambitions are. It doesn't matter if you have a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend or you've got plans for the future. You can forget those plans because you're going to wind up dead. There is literally nothing else in this movie. And the sickest thing is, this isn't the final chapter. That's just an advertising gimmick. The ending clearly sets up a sequel. And what I want to know is, I wonder if they're going to be heartless and cynical enough to make the sequel. Because why not? They've already taken the bucket to the cesspool four times for the sludge. I think the people who made this who made this movie ought to be ashamed of themselves, and that's what I think, Chief. Yeah. And I'm gonna vote no. <laughs> I had a feeling you might. Tomorrow you don't